Batman, Batman did something else? versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yep. Yeah. I got out to see this piece of crap this weekend. How about anyone else? I know, I, I mean, know. I D s- did. I got, I got in the red eye this morning, and so I haven't really slept. Oh, so, man. like, I thought two and a half hours in a dark movie theater would just knock me right unconscious. All right, so, no, no, uh, you I would want to stay awake night. for every second. Henry Cavill, Ab for days, Ben Affleck, D's and upper representing from Boston, He's beefing up a little yep. bit. Yeah, Amy Adams, the greatest thing, the stand-in for Sarah Michelle Geller, <sighs> Jesse Eisenberg because Michael Sarah was busy. Diane Lane, Diane uh, Lane Lawrence man. Fishburne. Because you might as well have Perry some White. jerk in the movie. Yeah. Jeremy Irons, Wasted Talent. Holly Hunter, is it bad that I kept thinking Heather Hunter? I'm like, yo, they got that 80s porn star? What? Only you would know the 80s porn stars. Running. Like, you don't know. All right, man. Man. doesn't know yeah. Heather Hunter. <laughs> Adam. Adam what you doing Adam, in this? Black movie? Adam Willis, <laughs> the Puritan of the kingdom. <laughs> All right, Gal Gadot doing a Gadot. terrible Diana Prince, but an amazing Wonder Woman, mm. if you can balance that out. Callan Mulvey, he always plays the exact same guy. He's always some kind of Russian gangster yeah. or Ukrainian gangster mobster. He's got that face. But it's yeah. a scar. It's a scar. Yeah, but I mean, there's him. There's like one other dude. There's this Latin dude that has like a full, like full body tattoos. And in every movie, he plays like the same guy. He's this cocky Latin gangster. This, this dude's really thin, like real thin. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. If you've seen um, Death Race with Jason Statham, he's the guy that says, you can shoot me, you can stab me, but you can't kill me. And then they killed him. Is he from 187? Is that good? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. in that. Oh, yeah, I don't you know, know if he's he the Yeah, he the always plays the exact maybe. same guy. Yeah, same thing with uh, with Mulvey here. And he played the exact same guy in Batman vs. Superman. The synopsis of this sucker, before we really tear into it, is... It's been nearly two years since Superman's colossal battle with Zod. Devastated, and I mean really tore it the F up. The city of Metropolis. The loss of life and collateral damage left many feeling angry and helpless. Including crime-fighting billionaire Bruce Wayne. Convinced that Superman is now a threat to humanity, Batman embarks on... Oh, Batman Bruce Wayne, you know, if you didn't know. Just, you know <laughs> he gave away the secret. Ah, I'm sorry. Batman embarks on a personal vendetta to end his reign on Earth, Superman's reign on Earth, while the conniving Lex Luthor, played by Jesse Eisenberg, launches his own crusade against the Man of Steel. Blah, blah, blah. They should just call it Eisenberg ruins an otherwise good story. Yes. Man. I agree 100%. What has happened here? I agree 100%. It's if pain. anyone. I hear Jesse. Uh, this is from a, a few people I like to uh, read to, and they said Jesse Eisenberg's performance is one of the worst I've ever seen in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, he's a good actor. Why was he a cartoon in this? I don't think he. He didn't know what he, he was did, doing. I don't think either. he appreciated it, though. I remember him saying something in an interview where he was like, um, you know, he went to a con mm-hmm. and he was like being harassed by these people, and he was just, like so flabbergasted by like how some of the fanboys would react, like, oh, dude, you're going to be a crappy Lex. And he's like, well, you know. Just doing my Yo, job. Like, I would, I would think the same thing. But I, him, I understand why they cast him after seeing the movie and listening to the dialogue. We all expected him to play Lex Luthor. Yeah. He was Alexander Luthor. Yeah, you could have got the guy from Smallville to do that. Then, well, no, 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 no. Same, well, no, for, for Lex Luthor, yeah, Alexander yeah. Luthor is Luth is Lex, is, is Lex Luthor's son. It's the same the, person, bro. No, they're not. If you want to go into DC lore, Alexander Luthor was Lex Luthor's son. In the 90s, it was a different character. Oh, he yeah, was yeah, long-haired, yeah. had long the red hair. The that came from um, the second crisis. Okay. Yes. Okay. There was two. But that Alexander goes into Luthor, the multiverse and stuff, so that's a huge. A little bit, yes. As I sat in the theater and realized, we all understood that this was going to be the story of the Dark Knight. Yeah. 
Batman versus Superman that's how they and sold the Ultimate Future. That's definitely how they, how they it. sold it. What this actually is is a hodgepodge of several different Superman stories. Yeah. And primarily Superman stories, some co-starring Batman, some not. The only thing that was a Batman story was the elements of the Dark Knight, yeah. which were actually kind of few and far between. The majority of this is diff- taken from different Superman ele- uh, stories, including... Uh, funeral for a friend. Whatever happened in the man of tomorrow. Even gods among us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a touch, and I mean just a touch, and I think be, uh, mostly in like character names yeah. that shouldn't have been there of Kingdom Come. Yeah, like yeah. Kingdom Come doesn't even take place anywhere near this timeline. Yeah, you know. But no, I understand. Like that. Okay, first of all, let me just come out and say it. this was not a good movie. But being <laughs> a well, but being a hardcore DC fan, I understand why, and it not, and it's not because. It was badly written or produced or anything. It was I think actually it was badly written. I could probably surmise. No, it was Sounds overly. Good. It was overly ambitious. And that here's the problem. Yeah, it, it, it's like yeah, yeah. Imagine you're making soup, okay, and you're like, you know what? I'm making chicken soup, but yo, I love squash soup, man. Tomato soup is the shit. And you know what? I also want to, dude, shh, man. A gumbo is amazing and stuff. So I'm gonna put all this in the same pot because all these soups are delicious. Like, yeah, cool. Not together. And this is that kind of story. It's like they had one storyline, which we were sold the Dark Knight, which in itself is a good story, has solid elements, uh, has a set like you know plot to play out. But then they also wanted to make this the precursor to a Justice League movie. Okay, how do we get Wonder Woman in here? How do we get Aquaman? How do we get the Flash in here? I know, I have an idea. So we'll touch on Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll touch on Final Crisis. I mean, dude, yeah, they pulled them like every possible arc you mm-hmm. can think of, like, major arc, I want to say. Yeah, and here's the problem: it was done poorly. Like all of those are good ideas, and all of those are good stories, but they don't all work together. And they've pretty much crowbarred in every single at well, not every single, a lot of different Superman stories, trying to make one huge grandiose story, including, and this isn't a spoiler, you saw it in the commercials, the death of Superman with uh, Doomsday. Now, you want to touch on General Zod and then Doomsday, in first introduction to Wonder Woman, uh, Dark Knight with the fight between Batman first and Superman. First introduction to Wonder Woman, first introduction to Aquaman, Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go down the list. It, they crammed too much. For, this movie needed to be like three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, easily. Which easily. would have never got me into the, see this thing. Well, I, I wouldn't. I would have sat there. For the I, I, I would have because <laughs> I, I need... So yeah, I really I wanted. I really wanted to see DC just like knock it out the park with this sucker, man. Because Marvel's just been whooping, just kicking their up and down, up and down the schoolyard, kicking their asses day and night. Mm-hmm. And then this would have been DC's like, no, sir. Excuse well, you know me. What? Time for retaliation. Boom in the solar plexus, and then they drop the ball so hard. Why not make? They should have made it a two parter. This. It should have been a two-part movie. I would be really upset if it was a two-part. No, why not? Because at the end of the day, you're trying to set up for the Justice League. You know, you bring yeah, people but- in, but you need to properly explain characters, their relations, and focus the story a little bit. Because, like I said, okay, I'm, I was I'm, just like you in the theater. Mm-hmm. Wow, they pulled from that. Oh, well, wow, that happened. Yeah. I didn't expect them. The whole Doomsday well, situation occur. I didn't expect dude, that. Here's like, a really like, left really? field out of nowhere, like a mother. Here's a question I have, though: Are we sure Zack Snyder's a good film director? And you know this is coming from a guy who actually really likes Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Watchmen. I'm not well, sure he's. I'm not sure Zack Snyder is a good filmmaker. He's, like he he, he, he does some good stuff, certain. but like in terms of like telling an actual coherent story, one mm-hmm. you're inve- in, in, invested in, and and like the, with all 
everything that goes into it and all the pacing and just not something that looks good. Something that like tells it actually good story and tells it well. well here's I don't know he if needs he needs to be reined in. That's the thing. This is the th- okay. Remember we had the Matrix talk mm-hmm. as to why I believe the Matrix was good, but the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions were just Garish. crap. Yeah, yeah, because you keep the talent in check, you get legitimate stories. You let them go hog wild, and like every random idea they have is thrown in. And it becomes, it just gets silly. Right. Same thing with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder does good work when you keep him in check. I think this was the studio saying, you know what? No, we have ultimate faith in you. Do whatever the hell you want. Mm. And then it went AWOL. And not because he was trying to do a bad job. Not because he had bad ideas. He had too many good ideas and no editor. No one yeah. to say, you know what? This is a good idea. These are also, these other 46 ideas you have are also good. But maybe save them for something for a future projects, you know. Right now, just focus on this one. And here's here's what sucks. All his successful movies were focused movies. Like yes, three hundred was a focused story. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, uh, big story, but very focused story. Yeah. Yes, you know and mean, so. perfect example of when it goes off the rails. Uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, Sucker Punch was. Crap. They just they just I let him do whatever the hell. Movie, old man. Yeah, I, I love the way it looks. Everything yeah, else. Yeah, that's was what terrible. I'm saying. It can look good. Oh my god, that I oh, I hated that movie so much. Well, I was so mad when I watched. It. I was well, so upset. with Batman Superman. The my my personal favorite scene. Now, mind you, when they introduce Wonder Woman, it's also a perfect dichotomy because uh, all throughout this movie we get to watch Lois Lane, who characteristically should be a strong female. Yeah, you know, a positive representation of like of like women. Uh, you know, rising against the stereotype. Lois Lane was just damsel in distress all day in the sucker, which kind of was bringing me down. She was, and she kind of took initiative in the movie. No, she tried. That's the problem. She tried, and she failed almost every time she did. Because she's a woman. That bug- <laughs> wow. It was a wow. joke. Wow. Curveball from the left. <laughs> the opinions of Adam Willis do not necessarily. Um, but no, it's like, I'm like, that's completely against type. That was bugging the crap out of me. And then I realized what they were doing. <clears throat> she was the yin to Gal Gadot's Yang. And Gal Gadot, when she was introduced, was supposed to be the strong, confident female uh, representation here. Yep. And then as she, when she was Diana Prince, which I thought was kind of a shoddy performance, uh, she was, yeah, they, they painted her in those roles. You know, her acting wasn't that great. But the character they wrote for her was just the, the sure-of-herself, strong, focused woman. And I'm like, okay, so it's kind of crappy acting. And then I realized, no, Gal Gadot actually did a good job, but yeah. she put her all, all her performance into the Wonder Woman part. Yeah. And when we first see her as Wonder Woman, that's when the movie becomes the most Zack Snyder. But that's also my favorite part of the movie because the theme kicks in and it's Wonder Woman just comes in. First of all, she saves Superman and Batman in one soup, swoop. And I'm just like, what? I think the best scene of that whole movie is when uh, Lois Lane finally walked in and saw the side chick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that face was priceless. <laughs> And it was very brief. If you just didn't catch it, I caught it. And no, it the, the only thing, the only thing that was missing was somebody was somebody on the side being like, "World star." Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. okay. The face no, that I, she gave Lois was classic. Yeah, like, dude. Okay. Basically, what it comes down to, I feel we've harped on a little too much I about apologize. what disappointed us and all the stuff. This movie, I can't recommend people check it out, and I'll tell you man, why. Ben Affleck, phenomenal job, except for one scene. The, the one scene, which I can't even fault him for, it was very obviously the writing, oh, yeah. is when um, he's talking to, uh, to Superman during their fight. And that's the problem. That's the only part that he talked to Superman, 
and everything else was no talking, no common sense, no nothing. And that pisses me off when you have a story that a conflict that can very obviously be resolved, obviously with a single conversation and no one has that conversation, a million opportunities to present it, to have it. And you're just like, dude, just say this, like literally right now, anyone in their right mind would say this and they don't say that. That's when it gets unrealistic. That's when it gets silly, and that's when it bugs the crap out of me. This movie did that. Well, it was and so much tent. Like they built that. Entire, yo, they spent a whole hour building how tense this fight was going to be. And then that one scene—I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it. That one scene where yeah, he's not that, mad anymore. I'm like, what? he's not mad it anymore. It was so coincidentally <laughs> like, dumb. On, that's the problem. But I will say the ba- movie is setting up for something huge. And if you paid attention. Um, to certain scenes, I don't want to harp on it, but if you paid attention to certain scenes, you'll see what it's setting up for. Yeah, I just wish they could have made it a two-parter. No, it tries too hard. You're right. If they did, I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't want that, but I definitely see the need for it. And I definitely see how that would have been beneficial. Well, ben Affleck did a great the job. Huh? The Blu-ray. The Blu-ray comes out on the 16th of July this year, and apparently it's supposed to be rated R and inclusive yeah. of the deleted scenes. Yes, they've so already they released a deleted scene online now, which is more confusing than the actual movie itself. Well, if you, but if they added that scene, that whole scene at the end would have made complete sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Again, a, Snyder, your boy. It's a judgment call. I will say, if there are any reasons to see this, Ben Affleck, Henry yes. Cavill, he was likable in Man of Steel. Despite how you feel about that movie, he was not likable in this. Uh, Gal Gadot did a really mediocre Diana Prince, but I loved her as Wonder Woman. If you like Xena. Everyone's like, Xena should be the inspiration for Wonder Woman. They paid attention to those notes. They made it happen. And her in the fight scene made that entire part of the movie. The entire last uh, uh, third act of the movie was made by Gal Gadot. And who saw that coming? Like, especially when she was cast, like, no, she's wrong for it. When it's like, well, they're crowbarring Wonder Woman in it. Oh, she's wrong for it. Her in that, she made the the end of the movie for me. That's all I can say about that. Um, Amy Adams, not her best performance. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne wasted. Jeremy Irons wasted. I know, but I mean, Diane I, Lane. I enjoyed him as Alfred too. He was hilarious. He was his Alfred was okay. If they actually no, gave him good. something to do besides play, you know, uh, a mech fighter or whatever he was actually doing, Batman's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready to let it go. All right, well, I, either way, when it comes right down to it, Jesse Eisenberg was the ultimate weak link in this. I understand why the character they had him play, but how does he know everything? He has access to the ship, and suddenly he knows how to use Kryptonian technology. He got access to the uh, knowledge pool. They set up a lot of conveniences that they really didn't have to, um, and didn't make sense. It was very, like, 90s Marvel. And the sister thing. Oh, my God. I'm so confused. <sighs> dude, so much weirdness. Either way, I, 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 dude, I give this a thumbs down. Derek? Ah. Uh. Watch it. If you're a DC fan, you'll love it. It'll make sense on a certain level. <laughs> Were you not listening to what I said? I know. <laughs> All right. Okay. I know, but I, I'm a DC fan. I'm a huge DC fan. Yeah, I've been so so am I. And I, uh, I'm going to give right. him a shot. We have to agree to disagree on this one. 